Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I am Wanda Means. I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of the Secret, my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. This is season two, episode seven, my 89th overall. Thank you for being brave enough to listen to the shit that comes out of this mouth. Hi, Kevin. Hey. How are you? I'm still trying to get used to this seasons thing, but... Season. Oh, well, I know because I partnered with Yay Networks yes. and they're the parent company of Kiss FM and... Uh, or not Kiss FM. Well, I guess the Kid Crack Show. Whatever. And um, so we had to change it up a little, but that's okay. That's okay. So you could listen to Wanda Meets the original tapes with all my other stuff from before, but season two is with um, Yay Networks and we are actually doing quite well and I want to thank everyone for listening and I just want to let people know because the names are the same we've had a little bit of distribution issues in terms of iTunes however you can still hear all of your original episodes and you podcast.com SoundCloud they're all there and you can and subscribe to me to iTunes. right and you can subscribe to me uh, one blunt woman so please subscribe as my ex-husband said wow I just got a pop-up thing you had a you had a podcast. I'm like, oh, you listen to my podcast? That's so sweet of you. <laughs> I think he listens to anything that I may incriminate against him. Ah. He wants to hear the stories. He, he wants to hear the stories that I don't tell him because he says, Wanda, why is it when you're with Kevin, you actually listen, but when you're with me, you don't listen to me? Why is that? <laughs> I need to tell him. I'm like, she does it to me too. So. I know. He's so funny. He's a great guy. I have the best ex-husband in the world. Shout out to Richard Means. Great guy. He needs to go on a date. Hey, you want, you want a great guy? Date my ex-husband. Can I set somebody up with my ex-husband? Yeah. I think so. Would that be weird? So the first uh, sec- uh, part of my uh, podcast is me and my mouth. And I've kind of coined this Wanda's epic parenting failure report because, you know, all kinds of epic parenting fails. And so little Richard, Kevin, I got to tell you the story. So he's a pilot. He has his, he has his single engine license. He goes to Embry-Riddle, which is a tough school to get into. It's mm-hmm. a fabulous school. and he's, Very prestigious. He's, he's a sophomore. He's going to be junior in the fall, but he, so he needs an internship this summer. So I have friends who work for American Airlines. And I said, you need to submit an application for an internship. So he submits, he submits his application. They, they, American Airlines is a massive company. Well, they're located yeah. here in Dallas. They have a big hub here. I guess maybe this is their headquarters. And so he sends his resume in. And... He hadn't heard anything back. So I texted one of my buddies, whom I love. We've been friends for years. We have His oldest is my is Robert's age, and they do football and track together and whatnot. And we played softball together. He's just a good friend. And we go to Mardi Gras, so we've had a lot of fun. So I texted him, and I said, hey, can you help me? He's like, of course. Oh, my God. Just have Richard email me his resume, and I'll get it to the right people. Yeah. So Richard sends the resume. Nice. And I, it, it, it helps because he's really high up at American. And it really, it's not who you know, it's who you, it, it's not what you know, it's who it's, you know, right? Absolutely. Or who you blow, but I've never blown him <laughs> because he's gay. <laughs> I love him. I've offered him many times, like, no, Wanda, you're so cute and I love you. Anyway, so he, he gets the resume and he texts me yesterday and he says, hey, Wanda, I just wanted to reach out to you. I got his resume and I think that you know, you need to help him write a cover letter because it will kind of help through the system. I'm, I'm sure American, it's massive. They get a oh, yeah. shit ton of internship applications. Definitely. And he goes, and you might want to have him change one thing. The, <laughs> the beginning of his um, resume says, I really want to get a job at Southwest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's that Highland Park education at work. That is a very important detail. <laughs> so, but, but he, my friend took it totally in stride, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, you know, I love you, Wanda. I love your kids, but we we get this from college That's kids a good thing all your the time. I know. <laughs> he's like, he goes, and I love him because he goes, you just have him fix that one thing, 
and I will make sure his resume gets to the hiring manager. Yeah. He's like, I'm still happy to pass it along, but one tiny... Uh, <laughs> I like, so I immediately text Richard. I go, hello. And he's like, oh, shit, mom. <laughs> you know, teenagers, they know That's, everything. They yeah. know everything, right? So this is what I love about my kids. I just only... I think I get to tell a story every time I have a podcast. So I'm all for them screwing up because it makes for really great stories. It also makes for really great clips when I'm it editing stuff. So, it, 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 so I should keep it to a minute for, for the video clip. So Robert, you know, I always have a Robert story. So they had that tournament last weekend in um, Colorado, you know, and they're going through the line and they're shaking hands. And you know, when you go through the line after the game, shake hands, good game, good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of what course. does Robert say? Fuck you. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh. Robert Means. <laughs> that to every kid Robert Means subscribe to my YouTube and then he had the other kids saying it too <laughs> like you're shameless hey, that's that's smart though he's on his way oh, he'll be good on promotion the, he'll be on the elevator yelling at people hey don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> he's got 130 subscribers that's a, quite a bit more than what I have and quite a lot less than what Jake Paul or I gotta tell you, that's, that's that's part of my significant portion of my industry, and I don't even know how to get that many. I mean, getting subscribers on YouTube is, is tough. I know that's an well, impressive number. YouTube is a part, and that's all organic. I'm sure he hasn't been it paying is. anyone for. No, <laughs> no, he's not paying anyone. And uh, YouTube, they're a part of my MVP report today. My most vile pedophile report. Actually, it's a it's a good thing. Most vile pervert. Uh, pervert. Yeah. Right. Or you could say pedophile. We'll talk about that in a minute. Either way. So, Robert, I get a. a Every day I pick him up from school, I question what he does because, you know, he's been getting in trouble a lot, you know. So I look at him and I think, anything happened today at school today? No. Why? Really? Mom, are you baiting me? What, did you hear someone? Share yeah, something? He's like, Mom, are you baiting me? Of course I'm baiting you. He goes, okay, well, I got sent to the vice principal. I said, oh, did you, what'd you do? Well, I hit someone. I go, I'm sorry, we don't hit. What is wrong with you? And he says, well, I was defending my other friend because that kid called him a faggot. And I'm like, they use that word? Yeah, still? I thought that was like... In sixth grade? That's like the N-word nowadays. I know, No one right? says it. <laughs> and I was like, so he told the vice principal, and the, and the vice principal even said to him, I'm kind of proud of you, you know, that you're defending your friend. That's yes. honorable. But don't hit another kid. Yes. You know, okay, I get that. He doesn't strike me as a, as a fighter. He's not. But, you know, we start checking in hockey next year, so we'll see. Um, I think it was more of a shoving thing. Like, dude, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? You know, you're being a douche or whatever. Sure. But he's defending the, you know, the other kid. Like, you don't call kids that. You just don't. But apparently yeah. some kids do because, oh, they're assholes. So I get an email from the teacher saying, I just want you to know, Robert got in trouble and, you know, Bohack is taking care of him. That's the assistant principal. But she doesn't tell me anything. She just says he hit a kid. That's all she says. And after Robert told me what happened, right? So I immediately emailed her back and I said, well, I know. I heard he told me. I, you know, I have one of those relationships with my kids where they tell me shit because mm-hmm. I bait them. Because <laughs> you were fishing. Uh, I was fishing. And she, I said, apparently he uh, was defending another kid because that kid called him a faggot and then he hit him. She, so she didn't call this out in the initial email. All she did was call out. She left out. out some significant details. There. She did. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think so too. And so she emails me. And so I emailed back and I said, well, apparently, you know, he was defending another kid because this kid was bullying him, calling him. And I said the word in the email. Yeah. And she wrote back and said, oh, well, yeah, he did do that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you forgot to mention that part, though. She goes, but he kept hitting him after I told him not to. So it's like she's trying to, I'm like, are you trying to prove a point here? Mm. Are, you, are you, I mean, I felt like she should have just shot straight and said, okay, this is what's she going on. She was ignoring on. the noble piece of, of the story. I, why do you think she did that? 
I don't know. I don't know. And it, it bothers me, but whatever. I don't know what the motivation there I, is. I, I, can't, uh, I can't control other people, but I yeah. would have appreciated that. But she, I saw her email came back within 30 seconds of me sending that because I called it out immediately. I was a little pissy and I didn't respond to her responding to me. I'm just like, you know what? It's Listen, I get, don't hit. You know, I, you know, he has never seen his father hit me once, you know? So I don't know where, why you hit a kid. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know why kids are such assholes. So I thought I'd talk about um, what's the difference in raising boys and girls. And that's it's funny you mentioned that because just before the show today, I was talking about how you have so many more s- stories about your sons than, <laughs> than your I daughters. do, right? So I know, like, and don't get me wrong, my girls have issues too, but uh, I think when you have boys and girls, because I have two, and my boys are bookends. And the girls are in the middle. So and I know you're getting ready to get married. So I was going to give you advice on marriage, but I don't have any on marriage because I'm not married. So do not take <laughs> advice from married. me. I have been married. Uh, but I do have plenty of advice on kids. So two boys, two girls. Why are they different? Well, there's lots of different things. I mean, the number one difference in boys and girls, especially in middle school, is hygiene. Robert does not brush his teeth. The girls are up his ass. It's hilarious. They're up his ass. Brush your teeth, Robert. That's disgusting. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. So, and when he breathes on me, you know, I can just smell that hot breath in the morning. It's so disgusting. But at that age, you don't realize it or care. It's just... I, I know. I think I, I was do. the same way. And I've told him, if your mother... I would shower like every three days when I was his age. Are you serious? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I told him, if your mother doesn't like it, trust me, nobody else will like it. Because your mother is the only person in the world that loves you unconditionally. That's a good point. So, you know... Hygiene, number one. Hockey. That stuff, do you know how bad that stuff smells, those, that hockey bags? So the girls don't smell as bad. Why, why do middle school boys smell? How do I get this to stop? It's never going to stop. Okay. Like even, I remember even when I was in my 20s and I was first working in radio and we would sit you know, in, in the studios and booths all day and the, the girl that we worked with, actually the girl I'm marrying, would come in and say, every time I walk into the studio, it just smells like boys. <laughs> like, right? Gross. Boys who the don't wear deodorant, don't brush their teeth. <laughs> Grown men. <laughs> so Richard, who's almost 20, he'll come home from you know school and he'll go and he'll leave to go for the, I go, did you brush your teeth? Oh, I forgot. He's almost 20. How do you forget to brush your teeth? You can't. You got to do that. What, you got to. What, what point do they outgrow it? And, you know, whatever, personal hygiene. Maybe I'm just asking too much. I don't think so. I think that's pretty pretty basic. So, like, okay, so where they're alike is in their microwave cooking. They both put stuff in the microwave and burn it. I'm mm-hmm. Like you do realize you can't stick something in the microwave for 20 minutes when it only takes 30 seconds. It's an yeah. People they they think that they, microwaving there's an art to it. Okay, it can't be 100 percent autopilot. I mean, you try to teach up. your kids the most basic things and they don't get it. Yeah. Okay, so I still do that as an adult though. You still don't know how to use a microwave. We'll punch things in the microwave and forget about it, and it gets messed up. Like oatmeal, especially, I end up overflowing it, and it. it it like explodes in there. That's but. funny. My kids do the same thing because we do that automatic, oh, yeah. automatic, whatever it's called. Uh, okay, so uh, like Robert, he will wear the same thing over and over. Girls would never do that. Yep, very Why true. Do boys, I'm asking you this like you're a middle school boy, middle well, school age boy. Girls just mature in that way faster. That's a fact. Yeah. So and guys, a lot of times don't grow out of that stuff. Day. I am still a middle school boy. <laughs> it feels like you are still these, okay. So I'll pick by Ro- these criteria. I'll pick Robert up from camp. And all the clothes I put in there aren't even touched. He wears the same two pair of shorts. Speaking of camp, I got to tell you a story. 
So my kids have gone to the same camp, Camp Langston, for years, and it's in East Texas. I went there as a child. My kids were counselors. They loved it. And the owners of the camp, their son, their grandson has leukemia and he's two years old. So if you're listening and you go on to Judd's Place, J-U-D-D, apostrophe S, Judd's Place on Facebook and you can donate and help the little boy out. Two years old. Um, I think it's so unfair. I went to visit him in the hospital and I got to tell you. Yeah, that is rough. He's the sweetest little boy and... Courtney, his mother, wanted to kill me because the gift that I brought him was a pig and you squeeze it, it makes noise. So, of course, that's what they want to do is squeeze a pig. Yeah. She's like, thanks. She's sick of the pig already. I'm like, I know, I had to, I'm sorry. But go donate, go help them. Camp Langston's where I went. It's a great little summer camp. They actually closed doors down and they were open for 60 plus years. And I enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it. I'm kind of sad. And I'm really sad that he has leukemia, although I think he's doing better, but... I mean, no parent wants their kid to have leukemia at two years old. God, no. I mean, brutal. He um, he just he literally just turned two last week, and they couldn't have a birthday because he can't be around other kids. Okay, back to boys. Oh, uh, difference in boys and girls. Communication. How is school? Good. Girls don't do that, too? Well, not my girls. Emma, hmm. you know, how is school? I get a full diatribe, diatribe on... Who did what? Who said what to who? Who who is who's making out with who? Who's did this? Who threw something in class? Yeah, I guess you're right. When I think about my my sister was like that. I and guess. I'm just like, I love the stories that she tells. Anyway, so oh my god, I have to sneeze. What if I sneeze on here? Are you gonna hear it? You want me to mute you real quick? No, I'm good. Okay. So <laughs> yesterday, Randy's dad says, you know, they say the average woman speaks seven thousand words a day, and guess, and the average man speaks only guess how many. Uh, 5,000? 3,000. Well, this is his dad saying this, which probably makes sense. You know, uh, women talk twice as much as women. Is that true? When you get home, does your um, fiancé talk way more than you? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Do you just get home and you don't talk? Kind of. Really? I don't really want to talk about my dad. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't... She get... wants to tell me every single thing about what happened at school. And cause she's a teacher. Yeah. And I, I, I don't... Age. Yep. And I just don't want to... You don't want to. You don't want to hear. So I don't want to talk, and I don't want to. That's the same with Randy. You know, he comes home, and I don't hear. Well, we don't live together. Uh, We do at the lake, but not in Dallas uh, because he's in Fort Worth. But I, he, I don't hear a word from him. I don't know why that is. And I'm like, why is it so difficult to say, "Hey, babe, good night," or "I did this," or nothing? And I'm like sending pictures. We're doing this. We're hanging out. We're eating this. And like, why do we just yak, yak, yak? And men just nothing. I don't know. I can't explain that. I mean, why is it so difficult to say, hey, babe, what? didn't you have the same issues with your girlfriend? Yep. You just... Absolutely. You just don't think about it. What? Help me out here. I really don't know. I, I, it's just a it's just a movie. It's weird, though. And this is kind of a, you know almost a double standard-ish type thing. But I guarantee you, if it was after work and he went out with a couple of his, his guy friends and they're drinking or whatever, he'd talk all... all you know, right. a mile a minute. Right. But I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's a phenomenon that I can't explain. <laughs> like you have no problem shooting the shit with your guy friends, but with your girlfriend. So why it's are like men I just don't and women... don't want to talk about my day. Why are men and women compatible? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. We're so different. Yeah. Guys want to hang out with their guys. They just don't want to fuck them. Girls want to hang out with their <laughs> girls, yeah. you know. And then at some point, the boy and the girl kind of get together. They hook up and then, okay, go back to your corner. I'll go back to my corner. Is that how life is going to be? It's not always like that, I would say, though. Sometimes I do want to talk when I get home. or Especially if we, you know, we go out to dinner or something and I get a couple beers and relax a little. 
But it's like after it's a really long day and I come out, I just don't want to fucking talk to anybody. What are you like on high alert or something? I don't know. I can't explain it. Okay, well, you should hang out with Randy. <laughs> Y'all are so I get where it, <laughs> verbose. I get it. But every time I talk to you, you're very verbose, so I don't get it. I That's don't know. true. Well, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a vulnerability thing. You know, the one that we're most vulnerable with, we trust them enough that we don't have to say anything. I, I think that is. I think that does play into it. It's not in any way that I don't enjoy talking with her or conversing, you know. It's just the, the mood I'm in when I get home. I, I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to take your um, advice. He's a man and he has a penis and just he's, just live with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any kind of solution. I think we're going to have to cut bait here because I've got so much yeah, more to talk about. Over. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to talk about that Jesse Smollett, Smollett, whatever his name is. What an idiot. Who does that? And what love does to the brain coming up. And of course, our MVP report. I'm Wanda Means. I'm One Blunt Woman. Wanda Beans, I'm One Blunt Woman. We were talking about the difference in men and women, and you brought up a good point when we were out having a quick little break. <laughs> and you know, I love what I love about you, Kevin, is that you really do give me the boy's point of view. I try. Even though you... And here I'm thinking I'm a total guy's girl, and you said, well, you're more guy than I am. <laughs> you're a better guy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know sports and shit. And- I know. I know how to throw a football. Good God. My boyfriend should be grateful that I am, you know, a total guy's chick. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, AT&T, they have pulled their ads on YouTube. Do you know why? No. There's this thing called adjacency awareness. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. I'm not familiar with that term. But they advertise on YouTube and they pulled it because apparently there are, you know, pedophiles, you know, looking for young girls and, you know, they all these major companies advertise on YouTube and they pull it because they don't want to be adjacent to any video like that whatsoever. How do pedophiles use YouTube to find... Okay, well, that's a good victims. question. Um, I, you know, I feel like anytime anyone posts anything, some I could post a picture of my girls, you know, and he could go looking. Oh, and they could, you know, I don't know what they do with those pictures since it's public, and it scares me. So I guess they go on, you know, YouTube or all the videos, and, you know, my girls, they watch. I sat, sat on the couch with my girls for seven minutes the other day, which I will never get back those seven minutes and watched some YouTuber, Emma Chamberlain, and she's she's funny, I get it, but she didn't talk about anything. She's sitting in her car, yeah. yakking her, you know, she's a million followers. Yeah. Like, I, for the life of me, I'm not She's getting get rich from YouTube. She's getting rich from YouTube. And <laughs> Emma goes, you know, it looks like she's driving a Mercedes and I have a Mercedes so I could tell from the dash and the, yeah. I'm like, it's clearly a Mercedes. Um, she, she used to drive a Subaru. And she would just sit in her car and tell funny stories about herself, uh, and apparently they pay. I don't know how they. I don't know how they make money. Robert's figured it out because he's trying to make money. He's not going to make money with his hundred and thirty followers, but he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, uh, but these kids, they they sit and they watch nothing. I don't get it. I don't either. Who's that one guy you always talk about? Pootie Pie. Pootie Pie. Yeah. Well, this girl, she's cute and whatnot, but I, for the life of me, I don't get it. What's her name? Emma Chamberlain. 
I mean, she's funny. She's got a raspy voice, but they sit and watch us for hours. I'm like, don't you have better things to do with your time? I watch seven minutes and then I go, okay, I got to go. I don't get it. Mom, hang out with us. No. So that was my MVP report. Kudos to AT&T and companies like Nestle and another company, Epic Games. They, they are pa- oh, they're not pulling. They're pausing advertising because of um, the concerns of because pedophiles. anything can be perverted, it seems like. Kudos to them is all I'm going to say. So I wanted to talk about uh, Jesse Smollett. I don't even know that's how you say his name. Apparently, um, he was charged with a felony for allegedly filing a false police report claiming he was the victim of a hate crime. Uh, That he's gay and he's black and he is... I I didn't know who he was before this. He said he was attacked by two men. He used racist and homophobic slurs, tied a rope around his neck, poured some sort of chemical on him. And now come to find out, he paid them like 3,500 bucks. I mean, shit. You know how much I paid in PR to PR agencies? We were just (laughs) talking about that. That seems like a... You should have paid somebody to kick your ass. I know. I mean... (laughs) What were you going to hate a white rich woman? You know, like, that's not really a hate crime in America. <laughs> it's not going to make the headlines. Yeah, it's not going to make headlines. I'm not really rich, um, but so why did this guy do this? I don't know. I didn't know who he was before this. So if he was somewhat famous, now he's even way more famous oh, well, for being an asshole. He's on everything. Yeah, and and I read CNN offered him a job for his creative storytelling. I mean, I, like whatever. Like I don't I don't understand. And then the name is what's it Jesse. Just, he, he clearly had a good Smollett. career going, though. I don't understand the motivation. Well, now he's a household name, but if you have a household name, I really think you should be able to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because be I cannot say, pronounce his. I still don't understand what the. But and so what this does is it minimizes true hate crimes. It's the same when a woman falsely accuses a guy. Of yeah, rape. it takes something you know, away from real victims. It takes it away from real victims. So why did this guy do it? Did he do it to be a household name? Did he do it to, uh, like, promote? hate crimes in a kind of a like reverse a really psychology way. way. Um, what did he have to gain by this? Uh, apparently now they just come out saying that these guys were his designer drug dealers. I don't even know what the fuck a designer drug is. I mean, is it a Gucci? Do you give it to someone in a Gucci bag? I mean, what is a designer? The drug? only example I can think of is like ecstasy or MDMA, those kind of things. So drugs that were designed and not What's MDMA? Many. Please educate a dumb white woman. MDMA is just like the technical term for ecstasy. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so okay. So they're or Molly sell- or whatever the fuck. Uh, and these yeah. are all just the news reports coming in. Of course, you never know what's fake news and what's real. But if they were, and one report I heard is was his trainer. Who who? So does does he have a PR firm that 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 comes up with this? Did someone come up with this idea? Who came up with this <laughs> idea to do this? I don't know. They said that there were so many holes in the story. And, and then he even went on Good Morning America and said, who would do this hoax? You know, like, so he's really, he's really pushed. He's either. He's committed a, to the role. He's, exactly. Right. <laughs> so is he, he's really a really good actor or he really did get. A, I don't get it. I, what Am I missing something here? Is is the whole point in life is to lie and and. And hide behind what's really true, um, or to bring a, maybe he's bringing awareness to hate crime. I don't understand it at all. So this does not look good at no. all. 
And some of my gay friends are like, this really looks bad upon us, you know? And as if, you know, this happened in Chicago, as if Chicago doesn't have enough issues. Yeah. Let's just throw this in. And it's all over the news. It's everywhere and it's every day. Good for him. Do you know that every state in America has anti-hate crime laws on the books except for five? Yeah, we were talking about this a little earlier and they're all... I don't mean to be judgmental, but they're all, I want to say thought Texas would be on there because they're all redneck states. Well, it's Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana. You don't ever think of Indian as a redneck state. That's South true. Carolina and Wyoming. Wyoming was I you said that, Alabama was on there. No, I, well, I said, all fair, I said Alabama. I was wrong. It was Arkansas. Oh, okay. So, but they don't have any laws on the books at all. So you could just do, you could just do whatever the fuck you want. Nobody cares. You're not going to get arrested for it. I really think they should make it laws across the, that should probably board. be a federal thing, right? Yeah. Well, I, I wonder why they don't do that. So, okay. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of being serious and calling out assholes. Can we do something <laughs> fun? Yes, please. Uh, because this is so up my alley. I wanted to talk about this article this woman wrote. It's um, eight crazy things that love does to your brain, according to science. Okay. Right? Okay. So, I've been in love a couple times. Um, not many. Because I think it makes me crazy, so I'm better off when I'm not in love. But, you know, so be it. So when you first fall in love, you experience a rush of hormones to the brain. Oxytocin. Uh, it's also called yeah. the love hormone, right? Mm -hmm. So you're in love with your fiance. You're fixing to get married. Fixing. God, could I sound more Texan? <laughs> Jesus. They call it the pleasure hormone. Uh, well, the pleasure hormone is dopamine. Um, and I've talked about too much dopamine is not really a good thing. Um, and then you, and then it releases sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone, which I have a full abundance amount of. So I just had all my blood work done. My cholesterol's through the roof, but my testosterone's through the roof too. So go figure. I, sh I, I don't even know what I would take to counteract high cholesterol. Lipitor? I don't, I take Privastatin. But I, I don't want to take anything to reduce my testosterone. No, no, no. I am perfectly happy with yeah. that being, as my gynecologist says. Can I have some? She says, Wanda, <laughs> you have the testosterone level of an 18-year-old boy. I'm like, good. As long as it's All not right. a 12-year-old boy who doesn't it. brush his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just me. Um, so here's so love can make you feel euphoric, ridiculous, happy, obsessed. I've been there. I, I don't know if you've ever been there. Yep, uh, absolutely. passionate. Exhausted. Definitely have been there. So a whole lot of things happen when you fall in love. And this this article was in the Huffington Post. And it's interesting. So eight things that happen to your brain. This is according to science. Um, that love does to your brain. Number one, falling in love causes a major hormone rush. Dopamine, testosterone, estrogen, oxytocin. I said that. Um, and it can become an addiction. You ever been addicted to somebody? Yeah, I think so. That kind of factors into the obsession thing also, right? So like the doctor I was addicted to when I dated him. And now I look back and I'm like, God, thank God that addiction's over. Like, how do we get in these crazy addictions? That's true. I think almost any time it's in the past though, right? The addiction type ones. Right. It's in and the And the past. obsession type ones. So I've, I've always realized that I'm not an addictive, I'm an addictive person, but you know, I, I'm just addicted to addiction. So I pick one, then I move on to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of the same you know, way. At some point, you just got to be a mom. And be, I'm either this really boring mother, mundane life of mine, or I'm this crazy woman. Maybe that's the difference of men and women. Men are much more 
flatline. And I, women I don't know about that. Are, oh, so men can be crazy too. Well, I, I think guess so. A man can obsess over a woman. Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, romantic love is an obsession. It possesses you. Dr. Helen Fisher, I have watched all of her TED Talks and she is fascinating. Um, she is the anthropologist and author of Why We Love. And you can't stop thinking about another human being. Romantic love is one of the most addictive substances on earth. I feel like I'm in that cycle. <laughs> love activates the opo- the opioid system. So like if you, opiates. I did not know that. So if you have a propensity for opiates and addiction and how many people are on opiate, more people kinda, die uh, in opiate yeah. related deaths than anything. Epidemic. I mean, it's an epidemic. Um, but it tickles that same part of the brain. It, it does tickle the same part of the brain. Um, love can make your serotonin take a nosedive. So serotonin, um, research has associated romantic love with low serotonin levels, which is also a central feature of obsessive compulsive behavior uh, disorder. This could play a role in explaining the single-minded focus on the object. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we don't really want our serotonin to take a nosedive. All right. Um, Here's another one, which is so obvious. Love can zap your focus. Get that. Yeah, right? 100%. If, if you are zoned in on your romantic love, God, you are so fucked. All of your, yeah, 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 totally. Everything else is going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, right? Um, love can strengthen your empathy and your ability to process emotions, which I guess is good because if, if, if you've never experienced that kind of love, then you can be unempathetic. And it's kind of good to have empathy towards others, which yeah. I think is good. Get you in tune more with your emotions it's a, okay so number seven different stages of love can change your brain activity isn't that interesting how no matter what you're doing so it says a study published last year in the journal frontiers in human neuroscience found that MRI, MRI scans could be used to accurately determine what stage of romantic love a person is in based on their brain activity really so like when it's I was that scientific when I was crazy you can in see love with a doctor. It. Yes. And Helen Fisher has said this. And she's that anthropologist who talks about love. I mean, they did brain scans and it shows when you're crazy, like love and like I've talked about the amygdala. Love and fear all stored in the same place. Um, and the last thing it says is that love can get your brain, can get in your brain and stay there for life. A two thousand love. A 2011 study found similar activity in certain brain regions among longtime happily married couples and among couples who have recently fallen in love. Interesting. So you fall in love and you're married for 30 years. The activity in the brain is the same. So it is true. You can stay in love. So there's hope for you and Elise. <laughs> All right. Good. I guess the bottom line is that love can last. Yes. And I believe it. And I've only truly been in love with three men my entire life. So. I'm on hopefully the last one. I just <laughs> cannot go through this craziness anymore. I think you're in a good place. Yeah, I'm in a good place. Thank you for listening. I am one blunt woman. I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret. The author of my blog, Jesus Divorced and Over 40. You can find me every Friday morning, 10-ish. I said 10, but now I'm going to go with 10-ish. Yeah. I'm going to leave you with one thing. <laughs> a good woman is hard to find, easy to love, and impossible to replace. Thank you for listening to One Blot Woman. I'm Wanda Means. <laughs>